0: Welcome to Earn's World, <laughs> hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the sh- we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World, the World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and diff, diff You. What it do?
1: There's a culture shift, it's and we're the culprits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, back at y'all again with another episode of the Earn's World Podcast. This is your boy DJ Earn One. And it's your boy, Diff Hugh. And we're back to you again from Portland, Oregon. Um, it's Black History Month, so... What's we made up? it.
2: We made it another year, people. And also, we made it to episode 11. So, Facts. we want to thank everybody again for, uh, you know, rocking a wave with us, man. And checking out, you know, the milestone episode 10. And I think we had 30 subscribers so well I fuck with y'all man appreciate it yeah facts um and it's funny um i
0: was not i forgot to add this to the list of topics. actually now that you mentioned it but i'll get to it when we i guess get to it but
2: how was your week um stressful man to be real with you i ain't even gonna lie it's been really stressful i want to focus on music but there's been a lot of things that's kind of like you know gotten in the way of that but on the flip side even though there's always things getting in the way of that, it's really the recording process that's been a little stressful. I'm always working on music, but I haven't been able to record music like I want. So, and then just dealing with some bullshit. But I mean, I'm not here to bitch and vent about that. It's just one of those weeks, you know what I'm saying? So that's how my week went. I'm cool though. We still here.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess I've just kind of spendin', been spending my week trying to get ready for um, to go to Lake Tahoe. I'll be out there with my older brother. Oh yeah, Hang yeah, yeah. did mention bit. that. So
2: I'm gonna do that. Damn, and I was like, I said, I want to fucking go to Lake Tahoe, man. I like that was one of the. I think we had this conversation. Um, I see images of Lake Tahoe, bro, and I ain't gonna lie, just the images I the images that I see, they it's like I really want to visit that place. They got me invested. Yeah, I was talking to the homie uh, Malik. You met
0: him when he was out here last summer, but he was telling me he was out there recently, and I didn't realize the city was like both in. California and Nevada. Mm-hmm, borderline. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those cities. So it's kind of like a, I guess, a Kansas City kind of situation where it's in both Kansas and, Saint. And, I don't know, I keep saying St. Louis, but in Kansas and in Missouri.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I see what you pulling up. That's what you was going to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Another i kind of
0: working on since the last episode came, I was just kind of like pushing out a little bit of like content to kind of like... Fill the gaps in the that's time the, that that's these the episodes are coming the out. Week. So I mean, I've been pushing out these like little content. We've been pushing out this content that me and him have been creating called um, from the crib. If you caught the last episode, I showed you guys the peephole. This concept is kind of similar to that, except it's from inside my apartment as opposed to being at a bar, or, like at a club or something like
2: that. So um, I guess which one? Time am Time out! Time out! Time out! No disrespect. But your way of explaining things are very, like, boring. Yeah, no I'm energy. I'm a giant individual. Yeah, bro. No. Let me let me give the people a little bit more. Because it's way special than the way you just made it sound. You really didn't give it no flair. Club Cribbo, man. First off, it's Club Cribbo. And it's a vibe type situation. I got to tell the people how this whole thing happened. First off, my homie been DJing for about, what, three years now? Something like that. And he got me out here. Now... Us being hip hop heads and him getting in DJing, I'm naturally gonna be over here trying to catch a vibe because I'm witnessing a raw mix live in front of me, off on the, the, the couch. You know what I'm saying? So, one thing led to another. Him mixing just became like a jam session. It's like it, once it got to a certain point where he really knew how to mix this shit, we lit next thing I know, the living room feel like a club, so as a joke, I was just saying, "Go like, it's some club cribbo shit, you know what I'm saying, like, club cribbo shit, and that's just when it, like, it clicked, it was just like, yo, this is kind of dope, like, we kind of need to do something, and it just kind of was slowly bubbling, kind of like a concept, but really, like, I just bring up the word vibe, because really, that's the best way to explain it, it was really just a vibe, it was all organic, what we was just going with the flow, you know what I'm saying, and next thing you know, Club Cribbro is here and we're kind of testing the waters that it's still really new, but we're really just giving y'all the vibes from the living room. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. New experiences without actually having to go out to the club. Basically, in short, we're throwing parties in the living room. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, And you can tune in with us. Um. Yes. I
0: mean, which one of do you think would be the best one to show them? Man, I you really been keeping up with
2: the. I don't know which ones which they all. They're kind of tricky. Um, but they're all kind of funny and they all kind of lit. I ain't gonna lie. Hmm. We probably should have picked one and ahead of time. I ain't really yeah, think, I about think about it. Wouldn't think about it. I just just something just happened. To, you know, popping to my mind. So something that's been kind of
0: going on the past like week or so. Since We're gonna get moment. right though. Now, yeah. Here we go. We'll do this one.
2: What about that shit in the screen? We can't make that go away. That's just annoying. Hey. Hey, shots out the O3 free. So to add a little more context too, y'all getting a different perspective and different view. Every few minutes or so. Um. Shout out to O3. He's the DJ. I'm the host, you know, and this is solely connected to the people, too, because when we do go out into the world and we're out at bars and clubs, we're pretty much taking the same uh, vibe everywhere we go. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's a little different. You know, you don't really have you. You do have hype, men. You do have DJs that have hype, men. But it's just, this is a little different, man, because now you're, you're really like documenting the whole situation and really creating content from it. Yeah, and you're also getting people that are at the
0: party, you know, inter- I mean, engaged in some interaction with them as you're at the function. Because I mean, the DJ is not the only person at the party. I'm going to be honest with you. I really. We bring the music, but that's, that's about it the music and the vibe. But other than that, we kind of rely on the people to also kind of
2: set the vibe and the tone of the party. This idea is so fresh and new that it's really, really hard to explain to people sometimes because it's just one of those things that you have to kind of experience. So I feel like we got to put more footage out there and just really get more content for y'all to really get acquainted with it because it really is one of those things where I feel like it's it's, it's new. I feel like we're on to something and it's kind of hard to kind of like really explain it verbally because it's so new and I don't feel like it's been done. I feel like it's one of the things you just got to watch and experience for real, for real um but yeah shouts out to the content creators out there staying innovative we just trying to adapt out here man yeah we just like seeing things that are cool new and different you know like i i really feel like this year is gonna be a good year for us though i mean on both ends as far as what i'm doing but as well as the shit you got going on and then we've been getting good feedback too so you know yeah,
0: everybody's been saying they like the content we've been pushing out so far. So, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, so shout out to all, uh, what, 31 of our subscribers now? That's 31? I think so. Oh, shit. I think so. Babe. Hey. Let me look real quick.
2: Nah, yeah, because it's, it's like I kind of keep tabs, but then at the same time, like, I don't. It's just more like I'll check every now and then. And I'm like, oh, I just okay.
0: happen to notice every time I upload something on YouTube, I just happen to, you know, just go check to see if anybody happened to, you know.
2: Yeah, 31. 31 subscribers. Shit. So yeah. It was just 30 like a few days ago, so shouts out to the, the the 31. You know what I mean? Um but we can go ahead and get started on our actual main topics, man. You know, it's starting to get late on this episode. Uh yeah, I'll let you go ahead and you know jump straight into it. I mean shit, man. This is one of those things I don't even know how I came up with this topic, but it's kind of it's I don't know if it's a layered conversation. Cause I feel like you can take it in multiple ways, but really and truly, man, I just want to know like what defines cool. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just so many ways you could take it. And like what's I, the dictionary definition of cool? No, no well, I, <clears throat> shit. Look up the. Di- let's do that. Actually, because I really don't know the dictionary definition of cool, but I can say that like obviously that's subjective and. It's funny because I have a new thing. I've been saying this for the past few years. I always used to say, I don't say it like that much anymore, but I always used to say, like, lame is the new cool. You know what I'm saying? And what I meant by that was just, you know, what people would call lame a lot of times wouldn't necessarily be lame.
0: Well, there's a lot of definitions. There's at
2: least 29 so we'll get to that. But what I'm saying is I used to say shit like lame is the new cool, you know, and that was my way of basically kind of saying, you know, embrace who you are. Let's say what you like is cool. And that person says it's lame. It's like, OK, fuck you. Like, this is what I think is cool. Lame is the new cool. then, Because a lot of shit that is cool to me is fucking lame. Like, like corny. Shit. Like what? Name something. OK. Um, all right. Easy. And this is this this one is a little broad, not broad, but uh, hypebeast, hypebeast, okay. So, or Are... hypebeast, hypebeast, <laughs> hypebeast, hype beast and um, no, we're gonna say we don't just say hypebeast. I think we had this conversation before because we used to always, you know, how people like always put hypebeast in a certain category, right? Or no, hypebeast and hipsters, hypebeast and hipsters. We'll do both of those because they're definitely, I feel like, in the same playing field, right? Yeah, I guess so. Right. So, I always just say, like, I think we had this conversation, like I, I said. Like hip,
0: I feel like hipsters are just hype beasts, but less extreme.
2: What I was gonna say was a little scaled back. <laughs> what we consider hipsters and hype beasts now, I feel like there's those people, and then there's the people who was always onto the shit that all the hype beasts and hipsters gravitate to. So, basically, the authentic people, the people, the, the trendsetters, you know what I'm saying? Basically, the people who was doing the shit. And not doing it because they thought it was cool, they did it because they liked it, and that was naturally cool, but it wasn't trying to be cool. You feel what I'm saying? Early adopters, basically, yeah. Like the motherfuckers that's been thrifting since day one, not to be that one, people like us who really know the culture and know fashion and know how to thrift, been doing it way before it was a trend, way before it was a way before thrift stores was expensive because you know, nowadays. Thrift stores is, like, really boutiquey now. It wasn't like yeah, that. You can't
0: go into a thrift store nowadays. I mean, most thrift stores are charging the arm and leg for, like, let's say, a vintage pair of 501 Levi's. And it
2: might not even be from the era where they should really be charging the arm
0: and a leg for those Levi's.
2: And, and, and see, and, and see, and, and like, there's so many layers to that situation. You even bringing up the fact that you got to know eras to even know. If you really know, you know, basically. So, what I'm saying is, you got those type of people— Cause I mean, not to cut you
0: off, but there's been times I have in the thrift stores and I'm like, "Yo, like, why is this item priced lower than this item?" Well, I want to lose my point. My bad. I want to lose my point. Than that item. I want to lose my continue, point. Continue. So
2: you got you got these you got these people, and then like I said, you got the hypebeasts and then the hipsters, the people who basically, you know, they are what society would perceive as cool, but the people who are really really cool that are not trying to be cool, we call them the hype beasts If you understand what I'm saying. Mm. From like from from our perspective, we look we're not hype beasts, but you know the hype beasts. They're not the cool ones. I'd say the hype beasts are the,
0: really the people that it. The hype beasts are the ones that are kind of. Mm.
2: Is it 50 <sighs> 50
0: It's loaded. That's I mean, why I say you, this. Comes,
2: that's why I said this layers to it. Because it's like I mean I feel
0: like the term hype beast now is like trans transformed into something that's positive when
2: that it never was cool. Was never that's cool. what I'm saying. Like, it was never cool. When, I, when did that change? The people that were
0: authentically into it, I feel like, we're being followed by the hype Like, the beasts were following them. That's, what I'm, out, yeah, that's like- what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
2: The people who were authentically invested into the culture wasn't trying to be cool. And that's that. like how you said it, authentically invested. That's the best way to put it, basically. Because you have people who are always going to do them. And I feel like that's low-key what kind of defines being cool, in a sense. You always look at somebody who's cool because they doing them you don't look at them as being cool because they're doing shit that everybody else is doing it's like yo he just cool like the the vibe of him the way is it could be his demeanor it could be the way he dressed you know what i'm saying and i just feel like that is what defines cool but when you start looking at cool from a mainstream standpoint or a saturated standpoint or from anything outside of who you genuinely are then you're not really moving in a cool way
3: I mean, I agree.
2: You know what I'm saying? So that's what I, I just to me it's like, you know, when people say what's cool, it's like, well, what is cool? Because a lot of the things that's cool and trendy is fucking stupid and ignorant. I mean, it's a very subjective term. Cool. What was the cool that you pulled up? What was the definition that you pulled up when you saw it? I Man, let's see. And I have a lot of other examples too. That was just the hype beast and hipster was a was a really good one because I've been thrifting since I was a little kid. From an adjective standpoint, I mean we're using it as an adjective. We're describing something. So. Okay.
0: Um hmm, that one doesn't really apply to the situation.
2: Oh, I forgot there is different t- types of cool though.
0: Mm. Well, I guess this one kinda of, mm. But even still, no. Lacking in interest or enthusiasm. Condemning a I mean, person's cool. Just the cool person. Cool, mild-mannered person. Um, let's see. Calmly, audacious, or impudent.
2: That ain't the cool we're talking about.
0: Aloof or unresponsive, indifferent. He was cool to her passionate advances. I'm trying to think of one that might actually Get us to where we're trying to go. I'm just reading these out loud in case y'all can't see the screen because the words are a little small. Um, unaffected by emotions, disinterested, dispassionate, <laughs> informal. Mm. Okay, the slang definitions might be where we need to be. Um, great, fine, excellent, a real cool comic. That's the example since Characterized by great facility. This definition is a we can define okay. cool better, guys. Socially adept. It's not cool to arrive at a party too early.
2: Yo, we can define cooler better. Put it that way. It looks like cool is subjective. Okay, from a slang <laughs> like, standpoint standpoint, it's interjection, um, it's used to express
0: acceptance. Okay, cool. I'll beat it. No, that shit still ain't really. That don't
2: even make any sense. Use accept. See that will, but see, actually, that definition explains what I'm talking about, though. Because when people want to be accepted, they try to be cool. But the cool that they're looking for ain't really the cool. Are you Are you with me? Say it again. That cool. That definition of cool actually makes sense because it says something about being accepted, right? What's being accepted? Read that again. Like used to express approval, admiration, or was it, the, uh, oh, used to express acceptance? Okay, cool. I'll be there at 10 o'clock. That's not what that meant. That was the same context. Oh, I thought it was like acceptance as in like acceptance of like what's cool. Nah, you feel me? That's what I was trying to find. Something that's like, oh, never mind. Nah, in other words, we can define cool better. We're getting lost in the sauce trying to find it on the definition. But at the end of the day, how do you feel about it? That's what I am saying. I feel like it's a subjective definition. But to me, I
0: would say what, what I personally define cool as is do I think it would resonate with whoever you're trying to speak to of that audience? across all ages like what they all i'm talking about you personally
2: oh me personally that's what i'm saying
0: yeah like whatever i'm trying to do resonate with the people in that audience across all ages like would they all get it
2: that's not cool what you mean that's not cool i mean i don't want to speak on your opinion but i just i don't find that as cool i find i I would actually i would do the opposite why because i could give a fuck about what people think of me i'm gonna do me regardless i'm not doing me for their like my definition of cool shit would be something that would be accepted
0: by whatever the audience you're intended to be accepted by across like uh, all ages. Like so, for example, uh, I'm okay, I got you, I got you. I get doing what something you're for the hip hop audience are going to be accepted by the young hip hop audience,
2: the middle age hip hop. You're audience, coming from a certain context. You're speaking from a certain context. I get yeah. you from that context. I'm speaking more like for what you like, fashion style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, even
0: still, like. Are the old heads gonna fuck with it? Are the people so you still are, think
2: about so you still think about the other people when you put some shit on?
0: No, not it's not for me personally. Well, that's basically how I
2: interpret so it when you say
0: like if I'm gonna put something out in the world, I would hope it would be accepted by like young.
2: Or oh, it would be adopted by. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're saying hope as it in like, like you like, oh, you're gonna do dope. you,
0: but yeah, every every single uh, person of every age group, I guess, regardless you. of where they're from, if they're part of the audience or the community I'm trying to speak to, would be like oh that's dope we all can get behind that okay
2: i got you yeah yeah i mean shit me being a far out out there type of dude a lot of the shit that like i was into was always kind of outside of the box and i always look at it as cool regardless but again like you said it's subjective, and to mainstream society a lot of things can be looked at as uh stupid or lame i mean even went down to like you know I mean, I even at our time, I didn't really look at it like this. But you know, the nerds used to be like a stigma thing. Like the nerds was like, "Ew, the nerds." But it's like them the motherfuckers that got the money. I mean, like, the people that used opinion, to pick on the people that was the nerds and say they were lame and this and that. Them the motherfuckers that now you working for them.
0: Honestly, the nerdy people were always the cool, the coolest
2: ones, in my opinion. Low key. The, the, that's why I always say what's cool because the people that I always thought were cool were the people that low key was. Used to get bullied. Like one of I knew somebody, man, low-key. I've been trying to find this dude. Shout out to Alex Helms. Wherever you are, bro. I hope you were doing good in life, man. I love you, man. This dude was a talented ass artist, bro. And people did not fuck with him for some odd reason. I don't know why. But bro was like a genius with this art shit. And the point I'm making in that is that, like, I thought this man was mad cool. And I was probably one of his only friends. But to be real with you, fuck all y'all because y'all missed out on a gym. And at the end of the day, you got to just rock and do you because, like, people clowned on me, man. Like, you know, growing up in North Carolina, we, we in Concord, you know, Mill City. Um, Me being a black kid and being in the alternative lifestyles and, like, dressing different, I always got called a white boy, got called all types of crazy shit. And you you can ask anybody that went to my school, man. Like, I was literally one of the first black kids in my school. I was probably actually the only black kid in my school that started wearing, like, skinny jeans and tight pants. And, like, this was back in, like, what, 05, maybe? 06? Somewhere around around there. People would pick on me, bro, make fun of me. But as soon as Lil Wayne stepped out of the VMAs and wore them zebra-printed fucking leggings... Everybody wanted to wear tight pants and skinnies, and I was wearing that shit because I thought it was cool. I wasn't trying to be cool. I literally thought that shit was cool to me. I thought it was cool to me. It looked cool to me, and everybody used to like, "Oh, you gay nuggers!" and used to say what, all type of crazy what, shit. What year was it? What year? What, what year was the? That VMAs? was 08, I think. No, what was like '09? Mm, I remember that shit like it was yesterday. I think it was 08, bro. I feel like it was '09. It was, I think it was 08, bro. Can look it up. I think it was 08, man. That's some of those things that don't leave me. I think it was 08 I'm Pretty sure it was. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but, I'm, but I, I never forgot that moment because I remember him stepping out in the zebra print leggings, and right after that, everybody wanted to wear skinny jeans and shit. He was in the Supras. What year was that? To see. Just type in Lil Wayne. Uh, That's what I put in Lil outfit Wayne's zebra print and Supras on VMAs. I, I remember that zebra print leggings and Supras. That's what he had on. Okay. I remember that outfit like fucking because it was like a big deal actually if you really knew it was a big deal he came on that shit everybody wanted to wear skinny jeans so i was like man y'all was making fun of me and shit and now y'all want to do this shit
0: gonna say the year, though.
2: i mean i'm pretty sure it was 08. oh it says 2011 that wasn't 2011 It really bruh. wasn't 2011 no, no, that was man. not no 2011 ain't no way it was 2011 it could be twenty eleven. Oh, is that am I am I like foggy with the with the times? I feel like you are. Damn, I said, oh, I'm lying, bro. You right? It wasn't eight. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm it's eleven. My bad, y'all. It's not. It's not eight. Cause I wasn't. No, 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 no. I'm fucked up. You right? Yeah, I'm tripping. I, was like,
0: I remember people in Charlotte that were like I'm tripping. My bad. My bad. My bad. like the fashion stuff, wearing skinnies. That's my bad. Back in like oh seven, oh eight. That's my bad. No, but I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about our area. I I came to high school in a pair of skinnies and what the homies was like. When did you start wearing skinnies? I was like,
2: ah. I I can't I can't speak on outside like I can't speak on Charlotte and shit like that. I can only speak on the area we was in Concord and there was no black kids dressed like that. No, not definitely not. Like I I was like I probably was legit one of the first ones and I don't want to claim that but. The motherfuckers that know really know. You Man, know, what you I'm were saying. wearing
0: it in middle school, definitely.
2: That's what I'm saying. I was a middle school. I was in middle school wearing tight pants. Like there was people wearing tight pants, but there was no black kids. There was no black boys wearing tight pants. My parents didn't even like that shit. Like when this was at the time where it wasn't that cool, especially as a black dude to even dress like that. Baggy was still a thing. Like you could wear tight pants, but you didn't. You couldn't be black doing it. And if you was black doing it, they was going, or you was probably gay or some shit like that. That's how they assume, you know what I'm saying? They going, like I said, they assume you was on some weird shit. So, basically, long story short, right after the Lil Wayne shit happened, skinny jeans and tight pants is like a thing now. Now you see motherfuckers I mean, that don't even belong. You got NBA yeah, players in tight pants. Y'all need to stay. But Y'all NBA players, stay out the skinny jeans. It was their favorite. I mean, the, the, the rapper
0: validates it, you know. That this one is cool. But anyway, not to get off topic. Part of the reason we wanted to talk about what was cool was just so we kind of, you know, talk about stuff that we thought was cool and kind of segue into our next topic, things that we kind of think have stood the test of time. Um, so, with that being said, something that's kind of stood the test of time is some shit that we thought was cool a minute ago. Yo-yos. If you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, you probably remember the yo-yo craze. That happened. They used to get banned from like elementary schools and middle schools. Kids would be playing with them and not paying attention in class. Kids would get hit in the head with them. They might the string might break. Bus driver get distracted by it, like all that. That was us.
2: Yo, shouts out to the yo-yo world, man. Um yeah, this, is you, this is something you wanted to talk about, so I'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, I just my brain always runs in different places, and I just like to highlight, like I said, the things that I feel like people forget about, and yo-yos is one of those things that I feel like most of us have probably had at least one maybe like even I was telling them like you get a cheap yo-yo in like a little party goodie bag you know what I'm saying they don't last long but I feel like we've all had a yo-yo at least once it may not have been a good one but you know it was a yo-yo at the end of the day and whether or not you fucked with it I do feel like it's a classic item as far as toys go and then what's crazy is people took it to the next level and really did some crazy pro shit with Fucking yo yo's. I mean you really and it's still it's still relevant to this day. That's people who still keep the community going. And um that yeah, shit's they, dope. They still have the
0: wild yo yo competitions. You see people doing the crazy tricks with the individual yo yo. You see people doing tricks with like two yo's. But um yeah, the two main brands back in the day were <laughs> Dunkin and then um Yomega. Those were the brands that you used to see everywhere. So like there was this um I think Duncan had this yo yo called the butterfly. And then yo Mega had this yo-yo called I want to say they had, they had this like red and blue one. I think it was called the Cyclone or something like that. Then they had the Brain and the X Brain. And those things were were pretty dope. But um yeah, we'll get into I guess some some yo-yo content
2: for you guys real quick. You know, little yo-yo education. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Family Gamer TV, we're still at Toy Fair 2014 and in the Duncan uh, booth, that for me says yo-yos, my <coughs> kids maybe wouldn't know that, um, but we thought we'd um, update things with um, Yes. and I understand that it's your job
1: to um, yo-yo it is I, I yo-yo for a living i am a duncan yo-yo professional it's a tradition that started back in 1929 with uh yo-yo demonstrators for duncan and it continues to this day i get to run around and uh teach people how to yo-yo it's mm-hmm. wonderful
3: and so was that a childhood dream to to do this sort of thing? So was, was that a childhood know, it dream you stumbled into you found out you
1: were good at it and- yeah it's something i actually stumbled into while i was in college um i picked up a yo-yo just to I was interesting being and, uh, like,
2: yo, I found out that I was good at it. I this yo-yo it. shit is me. Cool. Well, what we'll do, I think, we'll get you to show us some tricks, if that's
3: okay. Absolutely. And then maybe we'll get you to talk us through that afterwards and give us some tips on how
2: and he was snapping the with you started
3: too. Um, on the road to becoming uh, quite as good as you
1: are. My pleasure. As you can see, modern yo-yoing has come a long way. And what I'm doing here is a lot of intricate ins and outs with the string. Popping it in and out placing it on different string segments bringing it back to the hand. Uh, it's crazy bringing it back yo-yo. to the hand. I'm able to swing both the yo-yo end around and the end that but really how you do that without your tangling. Fingon has a little counterweight that I'm able to swing around as well and keeping track of both ends as you can see is pretty tricky.
2: And he catches it so clean, dude. Well, one of
1: the other classic skill toys that Duncan still makes today is this spin top. Now, the spin top is of course like everything else Has gotten modernized and now has ball bearings on the tip, so it allows you to do so many more incredible tricks. I'm just like, like how are you catching that? Right. And under the legs. Duncan Yo Yo started by Donald Duncan in 1929, 85 years ago this year. Started with a whistling Yo Yo, moves on to a wooden Yo Yo, where they had tournaments where kids would win Schwinn bicycles was the yo-yo big yo in a fifties. that's a As come up on, right the first plastic All was yoyo was made and get a bike, duncan, and then the plastic spin tops huge spin top and duncan yo-yo promotions in the 50s and 60s <clears throat> flambeau the company that made duncan's plastic yo-yos acquired the duncan name in 1968 and started some amazing promotions in starting from baraboo wisconsin in product development in the late 70s we went to a a wider yo-yo and had a wheel design to it hmm. then the ball bearing yo-yo and freehand play came in in the late 90s early 2000s our era the modern duncan yo-yo do you see the dice was fucking... that
0: was dope the they had like a little dice thing You holds
1: in six different countries 70 crew members worldwide now uh we now have a partnership with disney parks wow that's going to be that started this year that's 2012. 2014. and when they started this videos, 2014. Yo-Yo in competition today is the duncan barracuda
2: i remember that what's it made out of so go, not only uh, is it so i similar, a
0: similar a to that back in books. the day yeah it's like a metal yeah, a yo-yo.
3: Complete picture of why someone could get into you so thanks for your time as you get Any final tips in terms of maybe families or children watching who think I'd like
1: to do what you do? Believe it or not it's that so You can't do what I do. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs>
2: right. yeah, he's, exactly. so he's like, bro, this
0: shit.
1: You. you
2: gotta love this shit. <laughs> you can't do what I do. But yeah, um, sliding into the next video. I guess. Hold on, hold on. Before we do, let's see one more. Let's see that dude real quick. That three minute Let's see that. He the world champion.
0: I was about to go to Yo-Yo competition.
2: Oh, you heard. Oh, my bad. Oh, I was because yeah, like, like, this dude looked like he on the, was on some, on some shit. The, this joint was doing I was. Oh, bet. <laughs> yeah, this dude was going in. Oh, like, <sighs> I'm like, how would I not get
0: this It
2: me looked strength? like he like, just tangling a bunch of shit, but he not, though, because like, then it flows. Like. I just saw a bunch of
0: tangle and it didn't tangle. Yeah, I was watching this earlier and we were trying to. I was trying to find some videos to watch and I was just like, bro,
2: like, what is this man doing? And some of these tricks, I'm. Oh, this is 2022. T- okay, so this is recent. So dance. Duncan is going. Duncan yo-yos is is still very lit. Whoa, that was crazy. Oh shit, that was crazy. Yeah, like I said, bro, was going in. Uh-huh, Oh, that's fire!
0: I ain't never seen him do it like that. Before. Yo, does that yo-yo
2: glow in the dark? That'd be lit if it did. I mean, it probably does. It's like for it fluorescent. So if you put it in black light, it probably look crazy. Bro, that would be a dope. Sh- Imagine doing that in the dark, though. Now that's a skill. Doing a dark. I mean, it wouldn't matter. You can see the string. Man, I still feel like you gotta. That's just. You can see the string in the yo-yo, so it's not gonna matter, like. Under the leg? He ain't fucked up my once. How many times do you think he had it to take took him to practice all this though? Like to see. get that shit effortlessly like that? You haven't even seen you haven't even seen the guy that was doing doubles.
0: But yeah, I used to see video footage like this back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like on the T V screens at the toy store when they'd be showing like the air in the yo yo section. Showing like all the stuff you could do with them. I used to be like, yo, it's like, crazy. Granted, the video footage back in our day was like super grainy, and it was not 1080 by
2: 1920, 4K. Whoa! Right. Well, oh, he said that he made that shit go through his leg, back under, bruh Some people are different. Right. Brings me back to the whole conversation where we talk talking about being cool and shit. It's like... Bro. like This is some nerd shit, but it's cool. Bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's honestly
0: funny just hearing the people in the crowd's reaction. Like, that trick right there is wild. He was spinning <laughs> it on his finger. And had the string doing like a... I don't know what, what movement you would
2: even call that like a I ain't seen no traditional world. trick. The shit that Something. I know the shit that I knew of as a kid, I ain't seen him do the the little what's the, the clock thing? Isn't that like a what's it called? The little thing where you swing back and forth like this. Oh, didn't brought that and then the walk the dog, I don't see a competition. I don't see the walk the dog no more. That
0: ain't gonna win your competition in twenty twenty two. Like come on, man, he knows that. He's like that ain't gonna win me a competition in twenty twenty two. What happened to 2022?
2: the walk the dog and it's not gonna win him a competition you
0: know what in twenty twenty two. Yeah, here's the other one that I was watching. This guy came in while... Where is it at? This dude was, came in Did he did a backflip. What, yo-yo-yoing? Yeah, yeah, it's while he was doing flips while yo-yoing. Where is it? Ugh. I need to find it. Why'd you not save it? I thought it would show up pretty soon. It was in the first uh, first row. Here we go. Might it's be. the first video. Might be. You ain't you even on.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... It's 2017. Takada from Japan. I
0: think I had to write down on this one though, because like the the music he uses. But yeah, this one's crazy. Bro was out there doing backflips and stuff. (laughs) Wild. Two of them. I'm, like, yeah, and I'm like, like, how is he not getting these
2: things tangled up? I don't understand it. To me, being able to yo-yo is like one of those cool... You know how people have like... What what do they call it? Like uh, hidden talents? I'd be like, that'd be a cool hidden talent. Like, oh, yeah. Like you just pull up on the scene with your parents and they're like, yo-yo, yo-yo. Like, like you can do that shit. Like, yeah, I know how to do some shit. Like, Give me that. You, you got to be able to move your hands independently and
0: simultaneously. Whoa, that was crazy. At what the, the fuck was that t- that he just at did? The same t- I see, that's what I'm saying, like.
2: But I just don't get it. How did he do that without I don't like, like he made it come back to him? I don't know. This shit is just crazy how they make this shit look so easy. As
0: long as the yo yo is in like essentially once it's out of the string, once you've let it out, or what I don't remember, I don't know the actual proper term for it, but once you let it out and it's like spinning continuously. It's gonna spin continuously until you tell it to come back. Basically,
2: when I yo yo, so that motherfucker roll all the way out, and then I can't fucking catch it.
0: What type of yo yo were you using? That's why, like, if you got the pro, like the pro ones, like the ball bearings
2: and stuff, the ones they were talking about, the ones that came out. Like- so, 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 it's not supposed. It's supposed to keep spinning no matter what. Oh, that's what's actually because my that motherfucker bro, it roll all the way out, and as it
0: it keeps spinning until like it slows down to a certain speed where it catches the where it causes it to
2: catch the um the string and roll back up. Or, I mean, it still you, roll back up. But you, then, or you, or you
0: if, force it to roll back. If up. you
2: didn't do it right, that motherfucker just roll out, and then you ain't, you can't bring it back up. You gotta like roll that it back up again. I mean, but naturally, if you just let it go and come back down,
0: it'll, it's, it's moving slow enough to the point where it'll catch the string every time it come back up. But if you move it, if you throw it, flick it out fast enough, it'll force to it go into this mode called like sleeping, essentially, where it just stays down and just hangs there and keeps rotating until it slows down to a certain point. So if you like, throw it with a certain force, you can like, you can literally cause it to continue to cycle and spin on the string while it's just hanging and suspended. Interesting. It's all about how how you, the technique you use, essentially. Got you. That's how people were doing, that's how people would do certain tricks and stuff like that. <clears throat> we're able to do certain tricks. They put it in that mode and they grab the rope, do whatever, do, grab the string, put it in whatever, move it around or whatever and then, Drop it, and it comes back up. And that's Yo-Yo in a nutshell.
2: Dude did a flip. (laughs) And then he did the B-Boy pose. (laughs) He did the B-Boy pose and the B-Boy stance when he... Yeah, bro. And he did it in an extra large T-shirt. Yeah, I peeped that, too. Yeah, bro. Shouts out to uh the yo yo people, man. <clears throat> uh, moving on to the next subject though, which is technically um still a continuation of like uh things, things that like still the test of time. Yeah, things that stand the test of time. Um we want to talk about video game soundtracks, man, because like Well not even really just video game soundtracks, like just
0: I mean, really Tony Hawk. Like, cause that kind of segues into whatever I talk to next. But oh, yeah, yeah, bet. Yeah, has Tom, Tony Hawk. I mean, I said late 90s, early 2000s classic. It kind of survived all the way up to, like, what, 20, 2012? Was that the last, like, last release of, like, a no, 20,
2: normal? 20, what you mean? Tony Hawk's Was uh, that the Underground? Proven Ground. When, was, was, the, when, was, when did that one come out? Tony Hawk's Proving Ground. I don't remember. What, what year did you mention? I said, like, 2011, 2012. Damn, it might have been running, but it's been a long time. Tony Hawk's Proving Ground was the last one that I had. That was the last one that they did other than the remakes. Like, Proving Ground was the last Tony Hawk's game other than the remakes. Yeah,
0: so anyway, Tony Hawk games. Most people played them growing up. I feel like if you had a gaming console, Tony Hawk was one of those games that I feel like a lot of people had at their house. I'm um, be wrong.
2: because then they do a Pro Skater 4 too?
0: Yeah, there was definitely Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. that came after Proving Grounds. But I feel like 2012, 20, 20, 2012 2013 was like the last like new Tony Hawk game that came out. I mean, you can tell me now. You're about to look up.
2: I'm tripping, bro. I'm getting old, dog. My t- I'm like not knowing shit no more. No, Tony Ox, I'm going to say five. Tony Ox Sports Care, five. That was after Proven Ground, Okay. I cool. Let me look it up right now. Man, it's crazy because I usually know this shit, but it's like I'm getting fuzzier and fuzzier. So that was 2015. So Proven Grounds was. That was 2015. Uh, that yeah. Five? Yeah. Okay. Well. And then Proving Ground was... 2007? What? That wasn't that long ago, was it? In a way. Like I go to the cover? Oh, shit, it was. Damn, not. that's a long time ago, dog. So, yeah, 2007 and then Five was the last one. Five was the last one. But I think... um, Yeah, Five was the last one. Yeah, so... That was the last one. They were making it up to 2015 and then like two years
0: ago or last year, whatever it was, they remade one and two and brought it back. So, I mean, that's definitely one of those video game series that is definitely still the test of time. It's been around in 90s, early 2000s, like 2011s and now back in now in 2020. So it's been around for four decades. It's been through. It's been across four decades.
2: I mean, but to add on to a little bit more to what you're even saying, like for me. There was actually songs, like there was a lot of music that I was introduced to through that video game. Hip hop and rock, just in general. Like, well, not even just, it was like they had songs that me already being a skateboarder and hanging around skateboarders, I was naturally um, around different types of music. So I'm fortunate to be able to hang around. That's kind of what how I was introduced into like different sounds was hanging around skateboarders. I didn't know anything about Sublime until I was hanging around skateboarders. I didn't know about gorillas. None of that until I was hanging around skaters. So and just to add on to the Tony Hawk's thing, a lot of the songs from Tony Hawk's video games was like shit that, you know, made me go out and seek more music in the world. It was like, man, this is dope. I like this. So who is this? I wanna find more shit like this. So I feel like those soundtracks helped me become the person I am today as far as being a music head. There's a lot of soundtracks that had that foundation for me personally. I mean, that's fair.
0: I would say, I mean, because if we go through the list of, I guess, the soundtracks that we pulled together, I mean, we can just go through the ones that we thought.
2: Which Tony Hawk's soundtrack you say was your favorite?
0: No, we're talking about video games. Was Tony Hawk video game was my favorite? Yeah, Tony I would Huck say the second one was my favorite one, just in terms of like I mean, because it was still kind of reminiscent of the second, the first one, but there was just more stuff you could do. I'm gonna say Underground
2: One, bro. Underground One soundtrack. Um, I mean, all the soundtracks are good. It did, but their 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 uh underground hip hop selection for that particular album, uh game that was fire. It they had they just had some good ass soundtracks. Um, where they had some good ass tracks on that soundtrack. If I um, make
0: that sense. Yeah, I mean some other video game soundtracks that we thought were dope are obviously this is one that I threw on the list. Um, like NBA a NBA Live, just the, the whole franchise NBA Live. I mean, it's just I was talking them earlier. Just a bunch of dope music on there from like, across all like genres. So they have not all genres, but they have some like alternative stuff on there, some rock stuff, some rap stuff obviously Some a few like upbeat r&b stuff it's a dope video game um the next one on my list personally was um nba street volume two this one was fire um it had a bunch of like uh golden era hip-hop tracks like you would find artists like de la soul on here i'm trying to think who else was on this uh, oh, they had like Redman, Method Man stuff on this. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of dope tracks. They had uh, some Eric Sermon on here. Mm. Yeah, like it was a fire vibe. sound, very very hip-hop-esque. fire, hip hop esque. Like I'm about to
2: make a a hoop mixtape.
0: I mean, look at the cover, the
2: graffiti street, the shit's fire. Classic. Uh, the art was style. Hold on, this is another conversation. My bad to cut you off, but EA Big, that was an error. Yeah. EA Big R. did a R. good R. job. R. I. P. E. A. Big. Seriously, though, that whole, the, the the snowboarding and the, just, they did a really good job with the games, man. No cap. Yeah. They took
0: whatever the normal basic game you would get and took and amplified it and took it to the next level and just made it, like, super arcade-ish and fun and fun for you to play. Facts. Um, NFL Street 2, also another one. But this one, I'd say, was even cooler than NBA Street and kind of exposed me to even more, type, more music just because, like, it had... Not necessarily indie music, but it had rock music on here and it had, um, obviously, rap music. And then it was dope because one of the players that you could play as was Exhibit. He's featured on the cover, actually. I didn't even know that. That's dope. He was, like, one of the main characters in the storyline. This was around, like, the time um, Pet My Ride was...
2: The shit. Was out. So, he was... He was heavy in the media. I ain't gonna lie, he used to crack me up always laughing. He was always his laugh always used to crack me up when he would like laugh at people with dumb shit on Kamara. Yeah, bro. He just made me laugh, man. Then uh this is another
0: game that I personally picked. Um Dave Mirror, freestyle BMX. I used to love just the sport of BMX as a kid. I used to watch it all the time on TV, he used to always ride around my neighborhood on a little BMX bike. I had I got a BMX bike over there. Um but yeah, this is I used to also rock with Dave Mirror, super heavy back in the day. Rest in peace, Dave Mirra, too, R- man. B-
2: Fucking sad. Man.
0: But, um, yeah, like, this game had some dope music. Exposed me to a lot of rap, I mean, not rap music, but rock music that I wasn't aware of. And that's North Carolina Vet, too. That, too.
3: Yeah.
0: Shout out to North Carolina. Um, Obviously, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. We just kind of touched on this. I didn't really pick a specific cover, but I picked the first one. I didn't pick a specific game, but I just picked the first cover just to kind of, like, you know, you know represent game. represent the franchise. Um. Also, another one of my picks, San Andres. Shout out to the um homie from a long time ago, Bradley Brown. I used to go over to his crib all the time. He would just r- run havoc on the city in two player mode, and just listen to a bunch of radio stations that people wouldn't that you wouldn't expect people to do, like drive-bys and stuff too. We might like be on the, listen to the, we might listen to the country radio station, and just go pull capers and
2: stuff around town. Um, but yeah, San Andreas is one for me. I'm gonna go ahead and spin on them for you. can go to, I gotta bring up GTA 4 on my end. You like the San Andreas, I like the Grand Theft Auto I think I have 4. That cover in here. Um, let me find it real quick. Yeah, GTA 4 again, uh, another one of those soundtracks where. It was beyond just me liking the music in the game. I actually had to find the music and have it in my catalog. Me and Patrick literally would go ham, trying to find all the songs we could. And to this day, I still bump music that's from that soundtrack. So, And all the radio stations was hard. As a matter of fact, I just downloaded... The GTA uh, 4 soundtrack. Yeah, we just got the D- GTA 4 soundtrack, like the radio stations. Um, Another
0: Grand Theft Auto game that I feel like was kind of... Mm iconic for me in terms of soundtracks would be vice city shout out to the homie michael Shree um or michael shu might be i don't know why i butchered your last name like that but um shout out to michael i used to go to his crib like okay more context my parents used to not be down with me playing gta right nobody's parents was but for some reason they didn't care if i was watching rated r movies right Whatever i wanted to on tv they just didn't want me playing this this game for some odd reason so i was like all right cool whatever So I would buy the game off people at school and just play it at my friend's house up the street. (laughs) Or play it at home when my parents weren't home. And then one time, I just happened to know that. I was like, let me test the waters real quick. My mom was on the computer behind me in the (laughs) bonus room. And I was like, I'm going to just put this game on to see if she notices. I put it on. She ain't even notice. And from that point on, I was like, I'll bet. Wait a minute, like with the volume up and everything? Yeah. Like. She was not paying attention at all to anything on the screen. Nothing in the, Because, I mean, the music, they don't say anything. <clears> the
2: loading screen is literally just music. Nah, but you can't play that game without hearing some crazy shit. The the loading screen is not going. To right, but was you playing the game live, like just playing it regularly? Yes, but there's nothing on the screen that indicates that this is Grand Theft Auto. So? If you don't know, you don't know. If you don't know, if you don't know. She, you don't but know. but she, she, didn't, she didn't care that she was playing a game with Cuss She it. didn't know. I'm confused. She didn't
0: know what it was.
2: She didn't know what Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't matter. If my mom hurt me, if, if my mom, it don't, she don't care what it is. If she saw me playing a game with her cousin cussing and shit, she would be like, what are you playing? She would have asked me, like, what are you playing? Like, what is this? Look, she ain't, she not ain't ask. That's funny. She did not know what was going on on the TV. I used to
0: have to turn the volume down. Because there was a few times I was playing um, some, like, sports video games, and she thought I was playing. She thought I was watching an actual game. I was like, no, I'm playing. She didn't the see the controller in your hand? She saw the controller in my hand, but she thought I was watching the game, like, on the Xbox. But the game is digital, not I know. But the <laughs> graphics were that good I guess in her mind she thought she was watching an actual I mean, this is around the time like what NBA like two K eleven was out and shit like that. So like there were some times like I'd be playing the NBA NBA two K and she'd be like, Yeah, like are you playing an actual game? Are it's crazy the game or that are you playing a video game or you watching
2: then, TV? It's crazy to think that back then the graphics really was like every time, bro. Yeah. But when Playstation One graphics came out, we really thought that that shit was like this is groundbreaking. PS two thought that shit was groundbreaking. It's crazy how spoiled we've gotten. Now we get Red Dead Redemption and now it's like <laughs> if it ain't this, if it don't look like this, this I don't, mean, don't want it. I don't even want it. Like Yeah, so the Grand Theft
0: Auto stuff was dope. Then um obviously for the death we got some more, I guess, music related video games, but um Deaf <laughs> Jam, Vendetta. Dope soundtrack for obvious
2: reasons. I got a confession to make. What's up? I didn't get to play that game. Really? Nope. Because, yeah, because I didn't have a PlayStation 2. And, I, well, I had an Xbox. I'm hip. But I was just like, dang, you have a friend that had a PlayStation? It was a, just for some game? reason, when that game came out, it was so hard for me to be able to get to. and I And I admired it from afar, but I never got to play it. And... Yeah, so, shouts out to Def Jam Icon, though, because I did get that. I remember that one, too. That's a good one. I forgot about that one. Bro, Def Jam Icon. I need to make a new Def Jam. That shit was fire. You fighting rappers. Why would I not like that? <laughs> Who don't want that? Man. Like,
0: but, yeah, like, okay, so, the Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah, that was classic. Def Jam Fight for New York. I didn't get to play that one, either. Yeah, so, shout out to the homies. Shout out to the Browns. They had all the video games. Look, so, okay, so, family of, family like, they had, like, three boys, right? Went uh, I think the, the oldest two were <laughs> two years apart, or three years. The oldest two were three years apart. And then the youngest one, I mean the youngest two, so there was three, yeah, three boys. Oldest two, three years apart, and the middle and the youngest one were one year apart. So they had all the video games over at their crib, right? Mm-hmm. They had stuff that, I mean, because simply out the fact that one of their older that the oldest one was like four years older than me. They had all the rated imp- Infamature games that he wanted to play. All the T for Teen games that he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So we would just be over there going ham on the video games. And they had all the... They got three kids, right? So they had all the multi-taps. And they always had an extra controller for somebody else that came over there. So they always had four controllers. We used to be lit. <laughs> we used to be over there going ham on the video games. All the party games on N64, PlayStation, Xbox. They had all three systems. Damn. I mean, they got three different boys. Like, that's a, yeah. One of, them the play, one of them was a PlayStation. it was spoiled. PlayStation, that's what it sound one, like. One of them was the Xbox, and then they had. Um, I think they had a, they had a Wii too. and all
2: that stuff. Yeah, bro, it was lit. Shout out to the Browns. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to enjoy the Def Jam game. That's why I got Icon, because it was like when I got Icon, I was like, bro I'm getting this." I, I, and Icon, honestly, in my eyes, even though I didn't get to play the first two, I feel like those are classic on its own. But Icon was like. The fighting style, the fighting was real fire. And then the, the D, did you ever play Icon?
0: I think so. I mean, I know the Browns definitely had all three of them joints.
2: Did you? So, because there was this feature was where you could
0: control the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, That yes. shit was okay. fire. Yes, yes, I remember that one. Yes, because I remember seeing my homie Bradley play that joint. He, I forgot which character he used to play as, but he would. Because that's, that's the one they
2: had that David Banner was like shirtless in, Right. No, that was, uh, the second, that was, uh... Fight for New York? F- yeah, the one where he looked like a slave? Yes. That was the first one, the second one. It was one of those two. Okay. I can't remember, but yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, have- he was
0: barefoot, wasn't he? Barefoot, no shirt. Hey, from and Mississippi, he had, he had, that wasn't had, a good look. He had jeans that were, like, ripped at the knee. That was not a good look, like, bro. He was just like, dang, like, not jeans that ripped at <laughs> the knee. He had, like, jean shorts that were just, like, ripped. Yeah, like, nah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Dev Jam games were dope. NBA, two K, obviously similar situation is like NBA Live, and then obviously can't forget this one, Midnight Club (laughs) Dub Edition, all the fire tracks from like trying to think of who was there was there was Twister was in this.
2: You said Yin Yang Twins, right? Yep, Dub Edition. Is it Dub Edition? Yeah. Yeah. I went to the Dub Car Show, and another fun fact: this came out. Um, the Dub Car Show me and Patrick went to, this was, uh, I think this was, like, right before it came out or it just came out. And they were, like, promoting it. And they had these booths set up where, like, you can play, you could test play the game. And they had Yin Yang Twins there and some other people and shit. But, yeah, that was was all connected to the Dub Car Show shit. That was cool. And another game that I didn't play. Like, I played it, but I didn't play it like that because I did not have a PlayStation 2. You feel me? When, when... I, there was a moment in time where I did not have video games like that. Like, I had a console, but there, like, there was like a little window where I didn't have like nothing but a PlayStation. And a lot of people had PS2, and I didn't have that. So, some of the games I didn't get access to until mm-hmm. I was at somebody's house. But I feel bad. I played Underground. Yeah, what about Need for Speed Underground? See, I didn't have this game, but my cousin,
0: um, my cousin had this joint. So, like, we would always be over at his crib playing this game. And there'd be times where, like, we would just be. Or like we'd be on vacation together. He would bring this game and his memory card, and we would just be on there going ham. Like I had a pro, I had a whole profile on his on his on his joint. I was over his crib so often. I had a whole profile that I was like literally working towards beating the game on on somebody else's system. Yeah, but this game was like that. Um, there was like there was just like a because they had the, they had the slipstream in this game where you could like catch people slipstream and get a little bit of a boost off of them. Yeah, that was dope. And this is another one of your picks, Jet Set Radio
2: Future. Yeah, hold on. You got me trying to figure out who's. On. I don't want to make sure I got the right information. Who was all on? I feel like I'm getting mixed up. On what? I said Yin Yang Twins was on. Was it Yin Yang Twins? that was on that dub on the, the dub edition. Or was it Underground? That song. I mean, that game came out in like '03. So I mean, '03, 04. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised they're wrong. I don't want to get the wrong information now. Look it up. Right, but it didn't. It didn't show the list. It didn't show the track. I don't. I think I'm wrong. I think I might be thinking of Need for Speed, bro. Right there, that's the right. But I think I'm wrong. I think I might be thinking of Need for Speed. Ying Yang Twins was on an, on a racing game. I can't remember which one it was. I do remember the big timers being on there let me just
0: look oh they got a little it's the whole there? track list just scroll through it and see what artists is on there All right, oh man. that one's right I'm right I'm right so
2: They so were alright my bad I'm it's, bro I'm getting old I'm fuzzy I guess, like some things it's like getting you know, old man it would
0: make sense if they were on there
2: just based on the era and like the stuff that was in the game like I was just making sure I wasn't tripping but um I just I do remember I so like I did play the game a little bit but I didn't play it enough to know it because I you know didn't have PS2 but on the next one yes Jet Set Radio Future um, this one is special, honestly, because this game, for many reasons, a lot of people don't know, this game, uh, was kind of like one of the first of its kind with the style of the way it was made, um, which I don't want to get into. That's a whole other nerdy conversation, but it, it, the whole aesthetic around this video game became like a, a uh, classic. So with that being said, the soundtrack, the soundtrack itself is like literally just a classic of its own. Without it even having cool music, it became a classic just because of the, um, the community behind the game. But if you actually fuck with the music on the soundtrack, then it's even doper. Because there's a, like a lot of dope-ass weird remixes and like trip-hop type shit. So it's just one of those weird-ass soundtracks that stuck with me, too. Because my homie had the Sega Dreamcast. And me playing that game, it was just like a vibe. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was in another world when I was playing it. And, you know, I felt like I was in Japan with in the Shibuya terminals and shit. It just was dope and gave me a whole new perspective of, like, what it could be like being a graffiti artist in Japan or some shit. So, that shit was cool, man. Shouts out to Jetset Radio Future.
0: Yeah, my next door neighbors uh, had, a, had a Sega Dreamcast and they had this game. But they weren't, like, into, like, graffiti or, like, hip-hop like that. It was just, like, one of those games that was on Dreamcast, you know? Yeah,
2: exactly. It was one of those, though. So-
0: they yeah. happen to have it. But they had this, and this is around the time that uh, the first like NFL 2K was coming out. This, this game came out in like, what, 2000, 2001? 2000. 2000. Something like that. Yeah,
2: 99, 2000. I'm kind of mad that I sold my Sega Dreamcast, but at the same time, I'm not tripping because they're not really worth a whole lot.
0: This was also one of those uh, games that was always on. Like If you were to like ever walk into a store back in the day, that they had like the video game section or just like the electronic section. Yeah. This would always be one of the games they had on display for for the uh, for the for the Dreamcast.
2: Yep. This is cuz this was like an that was like an official like uh like one of their flagship. Yeah, exactly. One of their flagship games. It was like Crazy Taxi, that one, mm-hmm. and there was a few other ones.
0: Dang, Crazy Taxi was a um a Dreamcast game originally, wasn't it?
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, cuz it's a Sega game. Yeah. Yeah, so um
0: it was on Dreamcast and I think it went to did it go to Xbox before it went to PlayStation or did it go to Xbox and PlayStation at the same time? Which one? crazy taxi did it go to answer, ask me that question again what you saying was it on xbox first before it went to playstation or was it on xbox and playstation at the same time uh i remember it was on dreamcast first it, then was, it went to then uh, it went to playstation and xbox i think it was both at the same time i think so yeah because i remember my cousin and my cousin the same cousin i used to play um Dang, what's the name of that game we were talking about? Midnight Club Dub Edition. Same because I used to play a game at his house. Um, he also had Crazy Taxi. And then one of my co- my god brother down in Atlanta also had Crazy Taxi on PlayStation. So every time I go down, every time we'd be in Atlanta staying with them or just kicking it with them, we would be literally up all night playing Crazy Taxi or trying to literally beat NBA Street Volume 1 on the hardest level in one take.
2: <laughs> yeah man
0: Good times, good times man, man. Was,
2: It's like literally that's exactly what I was like, Good times for real for real Um, What else we got Is that all the soundtracks uh, Yeah I think so that's all the ones we had listed To run through I think there's. I mean that's probably a lot of other soundtracks But those were like the main ones that really stuck to me To be honest with you Um, But Moving along to the next uh, Part of the pod or whatever Um, It's Black History Month For those that don't know Um, Personally We make history all the time So Black History Month to me is like uh, Whatever, Like we make history But since it's Black History Month and it's February We might as well highlight it in our way And I thought it would be cool To highlight Some black skateboarders Um, For those that don't know me I am a black skateboarder I have not been skating heavily lately But I really grew up in a time where skateboarding as a black dude was still pretty much looked down upon. I don't want to make it dramatic, but it really was a lonely road. If you you had to really like enjoy doing it for your own reasons, because everybody else around you would make you feel left out. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, kind of going back to that conversation I was talking about earlier, how I was like wearing tight pants, being black. Um, you know, there's a lot of stigmas with shit, especially being a black male. Like there's just certain things for some reason they expect you not to do. So it's like Well not even expect you not to do, they just blatantly tell you not to do it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like when I was skateboarding, you know, there would be kids uh playing in the yard, you know, when I go to cookout, everybody's playing in the yard, doing football or you know, roughhousing in the fields and shit, whatever the case may be. And I'm in the street, you know, skateboarding and shit, and they always just be like, look at me like I'm weird. They used to make it feel as if like, I'm so weird for skateboarding. And it's like, dude, ain't, no, I'm not doing, would you rather want me to do something like that I shouldn't be doing? You know, like, it's just weird because now it's way more accepted. You know what I'm saying? Back then, and even now you got way more Hispanics and blacks and Asians in the skateboarding world than ever. And they killing the game. But in the beginning, it wasn't so easy. You know what I'm saying? It really was a thing where they they just you. If you grew up around the shit, you know, and then also you the token black kid naturally too. Like all my friends, for the most part, was white. So they they already all your black family is kind of looking at you like you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it's not just if you're not the only token black person, there might be one other person, and they might they might be biracial.
2: Yeah, man, it was just, and I ain't even lie, I wasn't even tripping about it. I never cared. But it is a real thing though, and it definitely you know depending on where you coming from, it could have been a lot harder for you to be a skateboarder. You know nah, what I'm saying? Big facts. Because again, it's it kind of it's funny we were talking about what's cool and what's not. When you know when I when I was skateboarding, it wasn't cool yet. You know, skateboarding now is almost like an aesthetic. Like having a skateboard is like cool now. You know, like that's what we were talking about. It's cool now. But it was like we wasn't doing this to be cool. I skateboarded because I really fucking like it. So makes a long story short, I wanna highlight this black skaters, man, because uh yeah, man, it's like we're in this shit too, you know, and we've been changing the game. A lot of us have. So shouts out to all the legends out there. I think we're gonna start with what, Ray Barbie. Uh, um Yeah, I guess so. OG Black Skater. I have actually met Rods for Vans. Um, I think Rods for Cricket right now, board wise. Uh but I met him on the Flip and Firm tour. Yeah, this is a little old super old
0: clip video of him. So it's the one we're
2: gonna use. He's a guest writer. Um but yeah, Ray Barbie is a is a legend in the in the skateboarding world. If those peop if you guys don't know, uh one of the first to really um, you know, bring like I don't know you know the words one of the first I don't want to say what the first black skater but he's one of the first to really like how long have you been skating six make years. this shit kind of cool you know what I'm saying um, six years ago <laughs> <laughs> he said six years ago yeah it was. he made I this shit that. sound he made this shit sound like it was just yesterday right, right. when he said that shit The way he skated, he made it seem like he just chilling, cruising. It's so funny he got that leather patch on the shoe. Like, that kickflip was so just clean, man. Actually, that's not even a leather patch on the shoe. That's just the, that's the side of the shoe. Yeah, it's the side of the shoe. And those boards that they skated back then, man. The, like, doing a kickflip and that shit. Look how wide it is. Honestly, that might have been easier though. You might have more. You got more surface to control. No, yeah, I feel you. No, but it's just it's doing flip tricks though is still weird. And have the fan on the back of the board.
0: The lift. You see, I'm talking about the big lift on the back of the board. Yeah. I don't know why I like that y'all but I do. Herbert Hoover High School.
2: They gotta be in Cali. Duh. You already know that. I mean, you already know. That's where you from. That trick was a little nice. With the no comply?
0: No. The, uh, the kickflip landed on a, on a manual. You
2: didn't see that? I mean, he was doing... I, I saw all of it, but I didn't know what you was talking about in particular. When you said it, I thought it was right when he did the no comply shit, mm-hmm. which he had been doing a lot of those. That's his favorite trick. Well, I mean, this is... You know, in that era, there I wasn't know. a whole was lot... That was...
0: That's his go-to. He's been doing that the whole video. I no think comply, I think no comply, the no the
2: kickflip was like still new. Rodney Mullen did is the like the pretty much the inventor of damn near every flip trick. That man is literally the the the, the, the god of the flip tricks. We wouldn't have half of the flip tricks if it wasn't for Rodney Mullen. I can't do a no comply.
3: Hear it,
2: I can have Cap Hill, but can't no comply. I can't do none of that. But yeah, that was um one of the black skaters. Um, I let you go to ne- what's the what's the next one? Yeah, I guess in in no particular order, really. I guess we go to to cater next. Before we get into this, Cater is the new one, man, the new the new kid on the block. Literally, he's, like, one of the youngins, and he's really been – he's getting older now. But, I mean, I've been on him for the past few years, riding for Baker, which is actually one of my favorite skate teams. Um, but this kid, man, another one, man, just killing. Like, they starting him young, and they killing right now. So, who is next? Uh, Kareem. It's Kareem.
0: Sure it was Kareem? Yeah. Was it the
2: this one? Yeah, it was that one. This one right here? Yeah. Alright. So before we get started, you pause that? Yeah. Um, so for those that don't know, Kareem Campbell to a lot of people was the introduction to a black skater. So to a lot of people black skaters didn't even exist until they saw kareem campbell so to a lot of people kareem campbell is the staple or face to black skating but again if you know some stuff you know that there's people before that i personally um like did like skateboarding history research back in like middle school so even growing up knowing tony hawk shit i knew about ray barbie before uh the damn kareem campbell but kareem campbell was like the major face because once tony hawks came out and that shit was everywhere you know what i'm saying and then it's like now you get to see you know the first black skater and it's just like from there it shit just kind of like progress but i feel like he's the staple star honestly like i feel like everybody when you talk black skaters at the time we was coming up they brought up kareem campbell am i tripping or no you're right that's the name you heard so shouts out to kareem campbell man legend
3: My name is Corrine Campbell. I've been skating for about 34 years. I've been pro for about 26. Somebody will know the real details, but that's what I say. (laughs) We're at MSYNO, the old, old airport.
0: Yeah, maybe to your point earlier maybe this airport is not we knew it's had yeah. Our
3: yeah. niche. the video game just basically publicized skateboarding for what we already were it actually made us a household name before i go to the beverly center it was like okay i can go to beverly center buy shoes and everything else but then it's like after the video game i had kids running up to me their parents were like who the hell is he like you know <laughs> and then i got a, uh, I skateboard, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, here's the one in the video game. It's expanded it to the next level, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I play the game a lot, I would play myself. Number one, just to make sure somebody else doesn't pick me. Then number two, I like, I used to have to deal with my kids and all that. they put no, me in funny. tutus and run me in the walls and weird, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> this is... This is heaven. Skateboarding. That's really what I'm here for, skateboarding. To be able to skate in the airport is like one in a lifetime. You know what I mean? It's not like this is going to ever happen. Well, unless Red Bull keeps putting it on, it's not going to really happen in real life. And then it's, two. it's like the next level, because some of these kids is actually doing like the up-up-down tricks, you know what I mean? From my understanding, <laughs> like, up, up up, up down down tricks, tricks. Much that was like, funny, I didn't up catch up that. The idea. Yeah, it originally I was doing mine I wanted to at the because up, up up down down airport
1: cause Tony Hawk Pro Skater. We all grew up playing Tony Hawk Pro
2: Skater and we are on literal airport ground. It's something that really isn't fathomable or imaginable in any way to be able to actually skate airport more than riding from, you know, your gate to the next gate maybe for two seconds before you get not to hop off, but it feels like you're skating different levels of Tony Hawk.
3: Yeah, I've skated in the airport, I've almost went to jail, you know what I mean, in the LAX. Just picture like skating through, it, even skating through it now, right now, and the security is like looking at you you're like, oh, you want to pop up your board, it's like, you know, that nervous, you're not supposed to be doing this, but we're doing it. See the baggage claim hmm. ledge, and you like just hop on it, get a quick grind, you know what, what i mean? That's just
2: beautiful watching you skate that.
3: I can feel the reality, smoothness. You
2: can't grind wires in the ceiling so that's the one thing that we can't do from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater but it feels like you're skating different levels of Tony Hawk, it really does.
3: To me personally I think the significant of it is actually just bringing people together, bringing skaters together. You know what I mean, we went through a crazy time in you know, the last few years so I think like this is bringing back the life, bringing back skateboarding.
2: So where that plane was taking off?
3: Skateboard is just hanging out with all the skaters. It was already in there, it wasn't taking it off. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> flying regular. like that. That yeah. motherfucker was struggling. It was it leaning. He was you doing that on mean? purpose. We're doing something that's totally different. It has the emphasis on the game, but it's just like it's just the love. You know what I mean? The love for skateboarding.
2: This is such an experience to share with everybody and to have and just enjoy. You might only skate airport once in your life, so I
3: mean, once in a lifetime situation. You know, you can't pass it up. You know, skate so airports say, every hey. day. Skating through the airport We gonna hit you know what I mean So it's like I you? can actually be able To say it to him And say I didn't go to jail
0: I just got done Skating the airport
3: <laughs> I wanna think
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I okay, wish I could skate The
3: airport man
0: I just got done Skating the airport You can't skate The airport every day Speak for yourself Uh Alright so we did Kareem, Kater, Ray uh We got Tyshawn, and then I guess we'll do a shot after them. Uh but yeah, I used to see Tyshawn all the time, and just do a New quick York. show, Or are you gonna do? That? You wanna do this one? Yeah, do that one real quick.
2: Follow me. We saw this one earlier. This was actually him. I know. Do the two the two minute. Oh, oh, that's an- do yeah. the the two the, the two minute one. All right. Yeah. So just quick two minutes. But yeah, this is the homie Tyshawn.
0: Let me not call him the homie, but. <laughs> Ooh, it's Tyshawn. All right, so after Tyshawn, we're going to see about our guy,
2: Ish. Ashad. Uh, shot i shot. About some Ish. I met Ashad where, too, Um, in his early days when he had first got on with Nike SB. I met him with Eric Costin in Charlotte. That was dope and got a picture with him. So, shouts out to those guys. isn't he from philly originally i don't know where he's from but he rode for real skateboards i don't know if he still does or not But when you ya If you gonna have Some nigga don't me niggas Swing them things some ranks Like yeah one on the clear Not Mold up I'm get Put a Pop and I can't stop that I Kill to feel we feel
1: crack
2: back I'm down I Yeah still rapping I mean, no, 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 mind. No, 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 no. Oh, what does he rap for? Let me see. <komst piano> I think he still does rap for real, bruh.
0: And also look up if he's from Philly while you got your phone up. I like he's from Philly, he's from New Jersey. He's from Jersey? Yeah, okay. What part
2: of Jersey? Uh, Bordertown. Mm. All
0: right, that's not. Who is this? How do they do that? I know, but I'm just like, yeah, where? Where? Uh, there we go.
2: Yeah, he still raps for real. Was icy. Oh shit! He's got a beer sponsor. Mm, probably. No, he does. I'm reading. It. Who is it? uh Pacifico. Oh. Oh, yeah he's with Shake Junt. I didn't know that either. So he's got Shake Junt boards and fucking real. Um, who was last? No, Nikhil. <laughs> Nah, Zeb. We are. We don't. Have, I mean, you well, no, um, already listen, don't mention other Nikkei, skaters, so. the the skaters. The was last. Yeah, up. Nikhil, You're right.
0: <laughs> All right. So that was that was Nakel. Uh, now we got Zeb, Powell, the lone lone snowboarder in the mix from North Carolina. Like how you just leave that out. I didn't get. To, I didn't get
2: to it yet. Yeah, you was moving, <laughs> slow. You moving I didn't too slow. Get to <laughs> him a real introduction. Shouts out to the boy. You know what I'm saying? Putting on from North Carolina. We don't have no black snowboarders, bro. From North Carolina? No, we don't. I don't even know any black snowboarders. I'm gonna give it a buck. The board is huge, though. Y'all see it in a little bit. It's a pretty big board. Why is he skating a long board, though? Planet Zebulon. Well yeah man that was a highlight of some of the uh black borders. we didn't highlight we didn't just cover skateboarding we wanted to do snowboarding too but you know like i said man us black people we like to do things outside of football and basketball too we're naturally athletic people so we can do it all you know what i'm saying now you want to see us in the gym boxing board i don't know about rock climbing we ain't got there yet on that let me know if we if we got any black rock climbers. I don't but know
0: any black rock climbers.
2: I don't know no black rock climbers and I don't know black surfers. I'm sure they exist. I don't know none.
0: Yeah, but um that concludes our list of topics. Now we're gonna get into the jam sesh. I'm pretty sure some of y'all are probably tired of hearing us talk right now.
2: I um, mean, this is, yeah, this is not it's not even how long we been on? Hour thirty. Uh. A little longer than our normal ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so getting into the jam says. First track. Hold on. I hate to cut you off, but we always should let these people know where they can find us. The information is going to be in the description, but if y'all actually want to check us out, man, we got the playlist available on Spotify and Apple Apple Music. Music. So, yeah, man. Peep that shit, please. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode.
0: We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV.
2: All music from the jam session is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As
0: always, we're your hosts. DJ Iron One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.